I'd like you, please, to turn in your Bibles to the passage that Ken shared with us in the beginning of the service, and that's in Acts chapter 2. If you could turn to that, please. I had a person who, as far as I know, is not a follower of Christ. And as I was speaking to this person and another person on Thursday, just talking about a number of things, this lady turned to me when we were finished with our talk and negotiations, and she said to me, have a wonderful Pinkster or Pentecost weekend. In Switzerland... It is a strong, recognizable festival amongst people generally. And yet we understand the full significance as a church of what Pentecost means. And of course, the word Pentecost comes from the Greek word which means 50th. The holiday is celebrated on the seventh Sunday after Easter which is also 50 days after Easter, hence its name. Since its date depends on the date of Easter, Pentecost is a movable feast. Um, The date is not fixed. It commemorates or celebrates or remembers the coming of the Holy Spirit on the people in Acts chapter 2. The followers of Christ, while they were in Jerusalem celebrating the feast of of weeks. And so that is how Pentecost came about. We do know in the Old Testament they celebrated feasts that we're looking forward to this day, as it is with Passover, etc. We as a church look back as we celebrate these incredible events, but the beauty of Pentecost is that it's could be an everyday experience within our lives. Would you agree? And so this is an experience that is so dear and so special to all of our lives. And so we want to look at what Pentecost means to us as a church. So I want to speak to us corporately today. I want to speak about who we are in relationship to this wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit that took place over 2,000 years ago. And um, so I would like us to turn to the passage of Scripture again. And uh, Ken, you read it so well. Um, I almost want him to read it again in my place here because it was just read with just so much. And for some of you who's come a little bit later, I want you to please to follow along here. And this is what the scripture says in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And then verses 17 to 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. The older translation says that they were all together in one accord. Kind of like that one. They were all together in one accord. That means they were all together united. The Holy Spirit came. Suddenly a sound like a blowing violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rest on each of them. Awesome picture, isn't it? All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit 
began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then we go to verse 17. And Peter stands up, note, and he says, in the last days, He speaks from Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I'm still waiting for those dreams. They're not coming. Maybe it's just because I'm not old enough. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What an incredible promise. And I just would like to speak to us this morning about Having more to go wider, further, and faster for his glory. Not just individually. For us as a church to have more to go wider, further, and faster for his glory. And we're seeing God doing things in a very exciting manner. And if you are able to take a peep outside of your present circumstances, which I know for many of us are quite overwhelming, you will start to see signs of God moving in ways, and I use the word again, because there are times when God moves just like this, and then suddenly he accelerates. You could look at the Welsh revival. You could look at the Sousa Street revival. You could look at what's happened in America for a little while there. Yet you know, God just comes like this, and then suddenly he pours out his Holy Spirit. And in partial fulfillment of this passage, things happen. And we are starting to see some more of those types of things happen. That is not coincidence. But it's God events that are happening. And I'd like Jenny to share with us something of this um, that we observed just a little while ago where God does some extraordinary things. One of the songs we sang this morning was, Who Can Stop the Lord Almighty? And obviously the answer is no one. The gospel that we celebrate is bearing fruit all over the world. And the gospel's not slowing down, it's actually speeding up. And God's doing amazing things all over the world. And Peter and I were in Athens a couple of weeks ago because we were part of a pastor's get-together um, for five days. And pastors came from all over the world. There were 90 pastors in all and their wives. And um, it, this is a group that is very strong on strengthening churches and starting new churches all over the world. So we were part of this for five days at a hotel in Athens. But the hotel also was open to many other guests that had come from all over the world just for a holiday. 
So one of the young couples had just come from Sweden and they had booked into the hotel for two days because they were Christians and they were asking God confirmation on something that they were wanting to do. So they're not part of our group. They've just come randomly from Sweden and have booked into the same hotel that we're in. And they were walking up and down on the beach and they were saying to God, God, we feel that you're calling us to plant a church in Sweden, but we need you to confirm it. We need you to tell us in the next two days that this is something that you want us to do. And then they bumped into one of the pastors from our conference and they just got talking. And they said, this is why we're here in Athens. And so our friends said to them, why don't you come and join our meeting that evening? We're a bunch of 90 pastors from over the world who believe in church planting, new, planting new churches in the world. And so this young couple came and joined our meeting, and we, all of us, 90 pastors, laid hands on them and prayed over them for them to plant this new church in Sweden. Do you think they heard that God was confirming what they were wanting to do? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop what he wants to do? If he can do something as randomly as that, bring a young couple for two days on holiday to the same hotel where there are 90 pastors who believe in church planting, and we had such an amazing time of just praying for this young couple. We all swapped numbers with them. We said, we're going to help you plant this church in Sweden. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? And it just struck me as you were speaking, Piet, you know, 2,000 years ago, God poured out his spirit in order to start the first church. He's still pouring out his spirit today to start churches all over the world. That one. Thank you so much, Jen. And... This is what we are talking about when we talk about Pentecost. Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit isn't to give us a thrill. It is to give us the ability spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically to go out there. And from here, to export out there what God is doing. It's no good for us not um, to trust God for here and then to try and do it out here. We are trusting God in this next season of us being together to help us to do exactly that. And that's why the title, More from God to Go Wider, Further, and Faster for His Glory. Pentecost, or the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit, is Jesus' grace gift to us to have more. That is what Pentecost is. It's a grace gift. Now we know Jesus is the gift. The Holy Spirit comes in the place of Jesus on the earth. Because remember Jesus said, it's no good for him to stay here. He says, I'm going to send you someone else. The Holy Spirit who will not only be with you like I was, but he'll be inside of you. And so we know theologically to be correct, Jesus is seated where? At the right hand of the throne of God. And what he does is he sends his Holy Spirit 
to indwell us and to be with us. And so we see that every time we speak about Pentecost, every time we talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, then and today and over the past years in history, it is God's grace gift that comes so that we can have more. I can tell you that we don't have enough within ourselves to do what God has called us to do. We need that grace gift that comes from God so that we can be the people of God everywhere. Now, I know we speak about the starting of churches because that's so important. That's the way the gospel spreads. But my friends, the gospel also spreads within your workplace, within your schools, within your social gatherings. My friends, it is incredibly important for us to understand that the grace gift that comes from heaven is also that which gives us enough to reach out to those around us. And as a church, we feel so strongly about that. But my friends... It is so exciting to know that the Holy Spirit isn't a random power that works by itself. The Holy Spirit works in relationship with the Father and the Son. And together they come to empower us to do the work that we need to. Sadly so, in history we've separated the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to the degree where people do not understand, appreciate, and love the person of the Holy Spirit. The book of Corinthians tells us that he works in relationship with the Father and the Son, in the benediction, and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet, you've got it right, the sweet presence and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us until Jesus comes. Isn't that beautiful? The relationship between the three so that we can have more to give. Pentecost is all about that. And I'm saying, Lord, would you come anew and afresh and embrace us with your graciousness. Because he's such a gracious father. He is so kind and he is so generous. And he gives us more actually than what we need to get the job done. And um, we need to just trust God for this. Isn't it wonderful? Um, it's actually Peter. When you look at Acts chapter 2 verse 17. Who preached the first sermon of the Pentecost. And if you remember, it was just a couple of weeks prior, before that, when he denied the Lord Jesus. Just a couple of weeks afterwards. And the Holy Spirit puts him on the forefront. He stands up on behalf, again, teamwork, on behalf of all the other apostles, and they said, Peter, you preach the first sermon. The Holy Spirit says, it sounds good to me. Go. And Peter preaches the first sermon. 
My friends, it is a wonderful illustration to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a reward for good behavior or even unwavering faith. The Holy Spirit is a gift to those who turn to Jesus and who wait on Him. And this is what they did on that first day. Jesus said, go to Jerusalem. Wait, and the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon you. And that is exactly what happened. And God's grace poured into the heart of Peter when he had sinned and denied Jesus, walked away from him, and even lied about Jesus. And within two weeks, he is restored through repentance and the restorative work of the Holy Spirit. He's filled on the day of Pentecost to preach the first sermon. Pentecost is Jesus' grace gift to us and to everyone here this morning. Open your heart. Embrace the gracious gift of Jesus that the Holy Spirit just comes and he makes real to you and I. That's the beautiful thing of the gospel. Pentecost, or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, secondly, chooses us all to go wider with the gospel. I was sitting in that same meeting in Athens. As the meeting was going on, I was reading through Acts chapter 2. And as I was reading through Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit just quickened this passage of Scripture to me. And you know how it is when you read it, you read it, and it's fine, and you read it because you're disciplined in reading God's Word, but then there are moments when God just comes, and He just lights something up within your spirit. And... Um, I was thinking so much about our church, thinking so much that we as a church exist, not just for ourselves, but for a reason much larger than ourselves. And as I was thinking about that, the scripture came to mind, and I'll turn to it. And um, the scripture says, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my sermons, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And it was a crucial moment for me. It was almost like Holy Spirit was saying to me, but Peter, I told you that is exactly what I'm going to do. My friends, for the gospel to go wider, it requires us all to move further and forward with it. That means our sons and daughters. Again, at the prayer meeting on Tuesday night, we prayed for our sons and daughters. Why? Because this is part of the... We want our sons and our daughters to go wider than us with the gospel. It says here, um, I'll pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. We need the young men to rise up. And you'd say, I'm not young, you're still young. 
Young men to rise up to see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Are my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and I'll all prophesy. Pentecost chooses, and I've put it in my notes, the word all in capital letters. A-L-L. Every single one of us. Men, women, boys, girls, those who feel strong, those who feel weak, together we become that force that God releases to accomplish His purposes. And I want to emphasize this point. Write it down. Get it into your heart. Get it into your head. Pentecost chooses all. Those who had sinned, those who, 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 who messed up their faith and their lives. My friends, like Peter, God is going to restore you with his grace gift. So that together with so many of us, you are going to run with us wider with the gospel. Can you say amen to that? That's incredibly important for us to realize. I started thinking about when it says here, both men and women. And I was thinking, my, what's happening here on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays, and on Fridays with the ladies within our church. There is an upswell of faith within their hearts, and they're touching the lives of many people. I'm privileged to be here to see it. If you're not a part of it, step in. It requires all to be involved. Don't get distracted by other things. My friends, this is the thing that God is about and that he's doing. And we get distracted by so many silly little things. Men and women, God is drawing together. Pentecost empowers us to go much further with the gospel. Acts chapter 1 verse 6 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We've got to get it right, as I said earlier here, so that we can take it over there. I had a pastor to come into our church just over the last two weeks. Firstly, they came, he came on a Thursday and we walked around. And to Adam, he said, and they want to plant a church, start a church here in Switzerland. And they've been here for three years. And, and we also want to help them. Isn't that cool? You know, and so I'm meeting with them. They'll be here again next Sunday morning. But they came last Sunday and they were a part of us. And he looked at us. He says, what God is doing here at Lyft, do you think it is possible for him to do it somewhere else? How cool is that? You know, when I walk in, I see all of the holes in what we're doing. I see our lack. I see our difficulties. Other people walk in and they see what God is doing. Pentecost empowers us to go further with the gospel. My friends, if we are trying to do it with our own programs, in our own strength, with our own clever ideas, we'll get further, but we won't go much further in what God has for us. 
My friends, it is possible for God to do this in Switzerland and in Europe. And of course, there are such amazing churches around. But we have faith together to trust God to do this. I remember a man called Reinhard Bonke. Any one of you have heard of Reinhard Bonke? Okay. Passed on a couple of years ago. And I remember being in a crusade of his when I was about 15 years old. And at that time, God had just stirred my heart and I sensed a call that when I can, I needed to go into pastoral work. And I went to his crusades and, and uh, he's a mighty evangelist, this man. And we would go and there would be thousands of people in this crusade. And I remember the one day he called up all of the young people. And I was so bold that as um, the people went up to the stage, I wasn't going to be left behind. And I went up onto the stage and I was on the stage there. And he made us do all kinds of things. And it was just an amazing time. And then I went home. And I didn't know it, but the next day he went into the town that we were a part of. And he went to get a haircut done from my mom who was a beautician there and she owned her own shop and he sat down there and he had his hair done. And my mom cut it and she met Ryan at Bonke and she said, my son was there the previous night. He says, yeah, now I spoke to some missionaries about your son. And he said, your son one day will take the gospel into the nations. My mom only told me that Fulfillment of that prophecy when I was 23 years old. And my friends, when we talk about going further with the gospel, it's, it's not about us. But it's about the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit to empower us to go further with the gospel. My friends, if... He says that about me. He would say that about some of you. Now, we don't all have the same calling. I understand that. Some of you have callings in different areas and are so celebrated and are so respected. But together, with our callings, it comes together so that the gospel can go much further. Has God spoken a prophetic word over your life that's laid dormant? For years and years and years, my friends, this morning, the Holy Spirit wants to come and he wants to water that word so that it can grow. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Then fourthly, Pentecost comes, or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes to give us the supernatural ability to go faster for his glory. Love Jenny's illustration there. To go faster for his glory. God wants to take this young couple who's starting a church in Sweden, and he wants them to go faster for his glory. How did he do it? He connected them with a church planting group 
Now, whether they run with us or not, they've got a church that they're working out of, that's immaterial. But the fact is that a number of us say, if you need us, we'll be there right with you. What does the Holy Spirit do? Let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit erases dividing lines. It supersedes cultural barriers. It erases those things that would make us smaller. And in this case, the Holy Spirit came and connected that young couple with us. The couple that we're talking to, to see if we can help them. And no strings attached. I just said, this church would love to help you start a church in that area in Bath. It's a wonderful thing. When the Holy Spirit comes, it makes our hearts soft, not hard. It gives us the faith to step wider than what we would otherwise. And so, my friends, when we are open to the Holy Spirit coming upon us, coming into our hearts, He makes our hearts soft. It is so easy for our hearts to become hard, for us to become inflexible. And this church, for as long as we lead it here, wants to remain soft in the hands of God. Erasing boundary lines, divisions, so that the gospel can go. That's our central vision. My friends, it is very, very exciting, the stuff that's stirring within our hearts for the next year to two years. Got a Potential leaders and leaders evening tonight, which we want to share some of the practicalities of it. But it is so exciting when God starts to do more things within our midst, when he takes us in the next step of our lives and the season of our church. My friends, we need the Holy Spirit's empowerment supernaturally to go faster and further and wider for his glory.